and welcome to the world of Fiasco Pokemon. I'm here to introduce us and in this second episode of this Fiasco story that we're doing. Uh, I'm Michael, and I am currently playing Ahab Hornblower. Uh, who's the rest of us? The rest of you guys. Yeah, the rest of you guys. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I'm currently playing Elder Kenga. Uh, I'm Paul, and I'm playing Professor Lucas Millhouse. And I'm Lydia, and I am playing Float Salon Victoria III, otherwise known as Spook. <laughs> I'm Peter, and I'm playing Detective Mr. Night Knight Esquire. <laughs> Who is a... <laughs> Who is a detective, and a Mr. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> isn't just part of his name. <laughs> right up in his identity. And and uh, um, Spook is a what again? A Drifloon. A Drifloon, there we go. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it, like, a, a kind of a practical joker. But... <laughs> <laughs> kind of... The sassy right. one. Oh, um, yes. so, uh, oh, good. Know, Spook is a teenager. <laughs> 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 can't oh, tell me good. what to do not my real mom alright um, <laughs> Michael why don't you uh, recap where we are all at both in the game and in the story uh, so we have completed act one of this fiasco story and in act one uh, we were introduced to Elder Kanga and the uh, Kangaskhan's uh, current fight with uh, the onslaught of Captain Ahab Hornblower and his Poliwhirl armies uh, and uh, also the conflict that is brought by um, or brought to the attention of Elder Kanga by Detective Mr. Night Knight Mr. Mime uh, who is working to try to recover a mysterious mis meteorite that was stolen by Captain Ahab Hornblower and is uh, apparently controlling a thunderstorm that is coming in toward land as he is sailing on the back of his waylord, Nelly. Um, but uh, we also learned uh, that Professor Lucas Milhouse is trying to um, prove uh, the discovery of a Pokemon related to the mysterious birds that is up on the mountain here, uh, up which um, Spook and Professor Lucas Milhouse um, and Elder, Elder Kanga also did... Elder Kanga go along? Um, yes. Up the, up, or no, uh, Milhouse didn't go. The, the, Mr. Mime did. Yes. All went up the, the, the mountain to talk to the Lugia that lives up the top there, uh, who warned about the impending danger that is, that is coming up the mountain. And, uh, also we, uh, learned that, um, Captain Ahab Hornblower killed the mentor of Professor Lucas Milhouse and heard the last words, um, essentially saying, protect what's on top of the mountain. Uh, and don't let uh, Captain Hornblower get there. Um, and now they're racing up the mountain as this thunderstorm is rolling in. So currently in the game itself, each of us has two dice. Uh, Peter has two white dice, as does Nick. Uh, Lydia has two black dice. And Paul and I each have one black and one white die. Um, there are also two um, tilts that are available for Act 2. Uh, one is guilt, specifically somebody develops a conscience. And the other is mayhem, specifically magnificent self-destruction. Now these tilts are free game. They are wild cards for anyone in their scene 
to use. If it is your scene and you want this to play a part in the story, you just select it and say this is happening now. Uh, and it happens and it does give you a bit of control over other people's characters to an extent uh, where you can say I think um, Such and such a character is going to have this guilt apply to them now um, Now the the golden rule of all of this is that no one can decide for you what your character is doing except you So if you really don't think that's gonna work you can kind of deflect it in that way, but um, otherwise, the, the tilts are, are wild cards there for all of us to use at any time. And so that's where we are for Act 2's beginning. Um, the Act 2 is going to run essentially the same as Act 1 did. Uh, each of us is going to get a chance to have two scenes centering on our character one at a time, starting with Nick uh, with the Elder Kanga. Same roles, you can uh, establish or resolve your scene. Uh, it functions the same way. but. When the scene resolves, whatever die you receive, you are stuck with that die. You do not give it to anybody else for Act 2. Um, you keep it. And then, at the end, we will be looking at the uh, aftermath tables uh, to see how things play out for our characters. Okay, I am going to establish my scene. Ooh. Um... I'm going to have this Elder Kanga, like the storm is still coming down. He's going to an Elder Kanga standing alone in a narrower part of the pass. This is maybe, this is most of the way up the mountain. Um, it's basically the only really clear pathway to the Lugia Nest, and this is kind of a place where it narrows. Uh, Elder Kanga is standing there, the storm is coming down, and this uh, is standing there calmly, and I... In my thoughts, uh, Detective Mr. Night Knight shows up, but I'm open to suggestions if that is not the other person who shows up on the scene. No, this is this is your scene. You okay. establish it. Yeah. Then so, I will say yeah. Detective Mr. Night Knight uh, kind of is walking up, and this is this is just after. Remember, Act One ended with him uh, snuffing out an imaginary uh, cigarette and walking away from his flashback. And so, mm -hmm. this is immediately afterwards, and so Detective Mr. Night Knight is kind of heading down, looking more resolved, and Elder Kanga is standing there. Um, and as Detective Mr. Night Knight comes over, uh, Elder Kanga says, Oh, good. I was hoping to catch you before it all started. Yes, what are you hoping to tell me, or talk about? Uh, Elder Kanga reaches into his, or into the pouch their pouch. I don't know if, if male and female Kangaskhan both have pouches, but uh, I don't think there are pouch. male Kangaskhan. Is Kangaskhan a 100% female? Yes! Never mind. Weird. She's a lady. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. She's hey. a lady. Uh, Elder King reaches into hey. her pouch then and pull, a lady. Uh, pulls out a warm uh, a, a worn a worn and beaten up ancient looking apricot ball. This is gray with like gray with age and just looks like it's been around for her and so, and uh, pulls it up and then uh, hands it over like or reaches out to hand it over to Detective Mister Night and says it will unlock when the when a new chief needs to be chosen. What makes you give this to me? Uh, Elder King smiles and says. Even if he is not from the tribe, the bearer can make one request of the tribe and will be listened to in handing this over. It's a mark of great favor. Thank you. I will definitely use it. 
when the time calls for, which unfortunately I think is going to be sooner than later with the storm coming in and from a conversation I've heard it sounds like Ahab Hornblower and Lucas Millhouse are about to have a large feud. Human names. So strange. Agreed. <laughs> Not like Mr. Night Night. <laughs> Don't worry, neither will pass here while I draw breath. Thank you. Uh, so did I, th- I-, I guess I think that went well for Elder Kanga. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So. Yay. Why don't you yeah. take one of those white die? Yeah. Okay. It is Spook's turn, and Spook was with Lucas Millhouse last we saw her, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they had ran, started running up the mountain ahead of uh, Captain Hornblower. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to establish or resolve your scene? I'm gonna say establish. Spooks and Professor Lucas are running up the mountain, and Spook sees at least the tail end of this conversation between Kanga and Detective Mr. Night Night. <laughs> and <laughs> Spook is going to um, start leading Professor Lucas down a quote-unquote shortcut. Uh, Professor, wait, wait. This isn't the right way. We have to go to the right here. Are, are, are you sure? Obviously. I'm the one who's been here before. All right. Okay, um... It gets a little treacherous up this way, especially when there's all the storm going on and everything. There could be a little bit of a rock slide or a landslide or whatever. It's like, there's slides all around. Watch out, Professor. (laughs) (laughs) So just wait here and I will float on up to see if it's safe, okay? So Spook starts just gently ascending and once she gets up to a certain point, where she can see the Lugia nest. She begins to go that way and starts to look around for any place that she could hide one of the eggs until she decides whether she would actually like to give it to the professor or not. Because is he going to stay true to his word? What was my word anyway? (laughs) (laughs) You said that I could have the... um, Oh, the rest, the, the rest of the cake, right? Oh, the recognition, yes. Somehow I think that's perfect for the, the professor's actual thoughts. <laughs> and like, Spook just hears this scene in her head right now, and she's like, I bet he wouldn't remember. <laughs> uh, just looking at Lugia... You're trying to sneak. Uh, you're trying to sneak an egg away from Lugia at the moment. Yeah. What, what's the DC on this roll? Getting technical, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, we we kind of get to resolve the situation here, so. Uh, right. So, any... like, do we want to resolve it well or poorly? I don't know if a Drifloon would be able to, like, from personally, I don't know if a Drifloon would be able to sneak an egg away from a Lugia. I also am thinking it would just story-wise be more interesting for a failure. Bring it. Um, what if? What if we? Uh, so like she she tries to do this, 
Um, but like maybe she alerts the Lugia and I, I hear like yes. I hear this. I was trying to figure out a good way to Ooh. yeah, an interesting way to do it. So uh yeah, how about Lugia does what moves do does Lugia have that we can Uh it has a signature move of like arrow blast or something. Yeah. Okay. Let's say it also has hydro pump. It doesn't have hyper beam, which would have been hilarious, but terrible. <laughs> um <laughs> Aeroblast is its yeah. So um yeah. What does that look like according to Wikipedia? I won't. I, I'm being. I think it's like a spiral of uh, of air being shot at someone. At least yeah, that's how I imagine. Uh, Pokemon the movie 2000. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's yeah. It's, it's essentially yeah. It looks yeah. Like from Pokemon movie. It's it's like a. It's basically firing a beam that's a a, a sideways tornado. Someone. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They should have just called it Sideways Tornado. <laughs> sideways Rolls Tornado. Rolls off the so, much better. How, how, <laughs> yeah, perfect. how about this? Um, <laughs> Spook so, Wait, up. no. Sideways Sharknado. Sharpedo. You Show made me a GM here, so I can still say rocks fall over my eyes. <laughs> I mean, it's really just well, a, and I, it's just a title. It doesn't, like... <laughs> We're all GMs, so we can all have that power. I know. I'm joking. Anyways. Uh, and yeah. Spook um, okay, all of a sudden so, makes friends with Arceus. Oh, no. Let's say... <laughs> uh, say here's I... what happens. Subject to approval. <laughs> Spook goes up and make kind of like sneaks around, seems to be making it to the nest. The Lugia is like curled up, looking like it's sleeping. And Spook gets to the edge of the nest, starts reaching for an egg, and then looks up and notices that Lugia is just staring at her. Yes. But then Spook Spook is like, wait, no, no, no. I'm trying to help you. There's somebody who's and trying to come cut. up the mountain. And then we cut away to uh, Professor Lucas Milhouse kind of sitting twiddling his thumbs <laughs> waiting for her to come back and there's an enormous burst of sound and the aeroblast actually clears the air for a second so he can see the top of the mountain with Lugia there. Yeah. I'm blasting off again. <laughs> <laughs> and right. that is essentially the end of that scene. Yep. Hey guys, good. So and I think that did go poorly for Spook. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm a thwarted hero. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, that means it is Professor Lucas Milhouse's mm. turn. Trying to think establishing about. or resolving. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm going to resolve. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to resolve. <laughs> um, here is my idea. So this is. Almost immediately afterwards, because like we're getting to the end game, so everything's just hitting. Um, Professor Lucas Mayles immediately starts running towards the top. He's still far enough away, and especially with the storm coming back and everything, that he hasn't seen Elder Kanga yet, and Elder Kanga hasn't seen him. Uh, but and their confrontation isn't going to happen quite yet, because we haven't seen much of Captain Ahab Hornblower recently. <laughs> and so as. Uh, Let's say Professor Lucas Milhouse is going up the hill, and as he's going up, a f just the, the classic foot sticks out, essentially, and he gets tripped. And Ahab Hornblower comes from just, like, a side area. 
Can it? Can we say it's his polytoad that trips him? And yes. Captain Hornblower comes from a little ways off, and the polytoad is standing over him. Mm-hmm. Like, have uh, Captain Ed Hornblower be a little bit farther up the road, so he's actually been waiting to trip Professor Some- Lucas Millhouse. Somehow he found some, because, like, he'd been knocked down and they all went yeah. up ahead of him, so he found some, like, quicker passage <laughs> up or something <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to pass them. We'll have to, yeah. All right. You got, you got so, me. By all accounts, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. No. <laughs> Gotta love Emperor's new food. No, anyway. <laughs> so that, that is the Very opening much. to the scene. Professor Lucas Milhouse just tripped and looks up to see Captain Ahab Hornblower... A uh, burst of lightning strikes behind him, roll of thunder. Uh, ca- uh, Captain's cloak is flaring out in the wind, everything. He's got his hands in his pockets, too. Oh, He's just standing there really leisurely. Up I say, that goes without saying. I had that in my head already. <laughs> what a pretentious jerk. <laughs> oh, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Where are you off to in such a hurry? You saw as well as I did uh, what uh, the the burst of air. There's only there's only one thing up there, and by gosh, I'm gonna go for it. Now, Lucas, see, we've had fun, and I'm a generous guy. I'm gonna give you just this one more chance. I Can gotta I? tell you, if if there's nothing, if if you ever. If you ever had any sense of the good thing we had going with our previous arrangement, consider this option. You didn't see anything. And in fact, this weather is getting so bad, you want to go back down the mountain right now. And we can reestablish a really good working relationship. Why do you want me on your side so much? What what do I have that you that you need? Your competition, Lucas. And I mean that in in the most sincere way. And competition, while it you know, you can make the argument that it's good for the economy. It's just not good for business right now. I need this monopoly, you see. And with you interfering at this point, it's going to turn aside all of my business aspirations. Can I put it that way? And my aspirations are as high as this mountain. I'm trying to think about uh, how how we'd react to this because we are we are com- uh, we are uh, rival uh, crime bosses. Right. Right. Um. So I don't want to be like, yeah, hey, you have your part of the world, all of mine. We'll be good, right? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's divide it down the middle. <laughs> There's the motivation thing of he still killed your mentor. So that's oh, yeah, un- that's, that's right. Oh, yeah, that, that Unforgivable. Thing. <laughs> Listen, Hornblower. I don't, uh, I don't like your, your, your kind of business, and so I won't be part of your, your business. And it is my goal to take your business down. Look, I'll cut you a deal. You you know, we we do want different things on top of this mountain here. Let me up, let me go, let me up there, let me do my work up there, and uh, when I'm done, I'll uh, I'll cut you in, and we'll uh, move on from there. How's that sound? 
What what's your what's your deal? What's your what's your rub? You want one of those eggs, right? One of the eggs that that uh, that bird is sitting on up there. Yeah. I'll get you one. I'll get you one. I will deliver it to you, and we'll move on from there. Just you've got to let me go on past. Deal with this my way. You don't want to get caught in the crossfire anyway. This will be better for everyone if you just let me through. <laughs> so just to give you guys a window, uh, uh, Millhouse is uh, sitting here thinking like, is he gonna make a deal with the devil? Does does he trust him that much to, to let him do this to to uh, to get his what he wants? Say, uh, just and I don't want to put it there, but just thinking in terms of dice, just from what we've seen of of Millhouse, if you refuse, I'd say white die, no matter the results. If you agree, I'd say black die, just in terms of principles. Mm. Either one works with the mm. with the story, but those are the dice I would give. And, but you resolve the scene, so you actually choose. That's yeah. just my thought process. All right, all right, Aham. We'll call it a, a temporary truce. You get me the egg, and we'll we'll just let it be for now. Sounds grand. Come on, Tyrone. And he gestures to the polytoten. Uh, and uh, I start marching up the mountain. Uh, I'd say that's the scene. Yes. Uh, so which die do you get? Yeah, that's a good question here, and I, I know neither one is necessarily better than the other. Um, yeah, at this point. Yeah. Like, either <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. So I did have to make more of a, a mental and emotional compromise. Black has yeah. to do more with physical uh, properties. I don't know. Well, black has to do with physical properties in the end game. Yeah. When you're getting them, black has to do with right. not getting not getting what you wanted. I suppose you're right. Yeah, I I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yes, I have indeed taken a black die. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It would have home <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. That's uh, my scene. I'm going to establish, um, and this is this is soon after we see the the okay. storm intensifying. Um, it gets it gets darker. The the temporary clearing from Lugia uh, and its attack has has swept back. The the clouds are, are filling in again. Um, I think uh, we see Spook maybe um, like dazed up against a tree trunk partway down the mountain. Um, some random uh, just craggly tree sticking out right there. Um, and. Uh, Maybe Spook uh, kind of opens her eyes and looks around um, to, to see as a lightning strikes. Uh, it's really dark out and lightning strikes and illuminates three polyworld that are creeping up past, but they don't see her uh, as they're going by. She's, you know, darts and, and hides from them in the, in the darkness. And we, we pan around to a few other spots just on this mountain slope as several polyworld uh, are marching up along with Captain Ahab, uh, with the Polytoad, um, with uh, Tyrone the Polytoad. Yes, uh, uh, 
marching upward and Captain Ahab pulls the the um, the glass case that was holding the uh, uh, the meteorite in it mm-hmm. um, and like he pulls that from a, a deep pocket inside his coat and just holds the case up uh, as, as you see this this storm swirling over uh, inside um, <laughs> and uh, okay, Elsa. He, he takes the <laughs> Yes, being Elsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, he he pulls the the, the the cover off the case. Couldn't keep it in. Uh, and uh, did we lose my phone? No, I couldn't keep it in. <laughs> and uh, tried. he Evan knows he tried. <laughs> Cash, the movie's so bad. Stop. Um, so he uh, he picks up the this. So I'm uh, in my establishment here. Ooh, you know what? That's not bad, oh, I was, actually. I was, I, I was gonna steal that <laughs> my next scene, but well, he can hold on. It doesn't have to be there yet. Okay. Wait. We lost. We lost the. We lost um, the text. Where? Where's the undo button? No, hold on. They're they're separated. <laughs> oh, it came. What? Did, what? <laughs> Too many GMs. Stop. Where did it go? There. All right, you got it. It's down by it's spook. It's down on spook. I, well, the, the, the mayhem is, <laughs> where, where's, the, where's the index card? The, ca- the card is was there, too. I don't see it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't, it's don't a fiasco. Stop, 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 stop touching it. <laughs> you gave us this power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not there yet. <laughs> Like there, there it is. Because I had grouped them together, and somehow somebody moved part of it. Oh, that, that, that was, was that was probably my fault. And so then every time everything we tried moved. to move it, it I kept see, I see. grouping <laughs> everything. Okay. Um, so with your establishment, so, okay. All right, no, we're, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the the, the magnificent self destruction right now. Well, I was I playing I'm, it on you, but uh, it's mean. his. No, it's my scene. You, you can only play it when it's your scene. It's Oh, okay. You can, yes. I, th- yeah. I thought it could be played yeah, on You anybody, can play right. it on anyone, but you, you only can suggest it, but it's... Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes. Right. Uh, so, I'm going to say, like, so you lifted that up in Woo. the air. So, here's... No, uh, so, okay. I, I'm, I'm climbing up, and Spook is in this scene, so, Lydia, I'm going to let you do what you want with uh, with Spook here. Somebody else might need to play the Lugia. Um, but, uh, so, I, I'm, I'm creeping up, and... Um, I, I, I whisper to Tyrone and I say, "Be ready, you in the poly world. You've got to back me up on this." Uh, and I, I, I step up <laughs> higher and I say, "Lugia!" I call its attention to me. Does um, it turn? <laughs> there's a massive <laughs> storm and everything on, so it's actually kind of hard to see. Uh, here, here's what'll happen. So you call out Lugia, and first yes. there's just the storm coming on, everything's going there. You got it heavier by lifting up that thing, and then the top of the mountain goes silence. The storm clears. This is the and person the I was trying to warn you about. Its nest with its wings outspread, staring down at you. I think uh, hearing. Di- wait, no. Would I hear Spook behind me? No, because Spook is yep. speaking telepathically. So I wouldn't hear Spook. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I, I look up at Lugia and I get a smirk on my face and I said, there you are, you beauty. Uh, and I, I put my hand over the, the meteorite and I grab it 
and when I touch it, it, it like m merges with my flesh in, in a way, and there's like lightning crackling up, and I absorb the power of a thunderstorm, uh, and I launch just a, a giant thunderbolt at the Lugia. Um, at, as I'm screaming with this massive power! And Spook darts in front of it. Spook Ooh. darts in front of it. Okay. Wait. Can we um, call that... Someone death? develops a conscience? Yeah, for Spook. It's up to you. Or for, for, or for Ahab. With, with... You're the one who gets mm. to play it. I don't think... Right, I know. I don't think Ahab would um, feel remorse but, over harming some random. But I'm adorable. It, I, I, uh, it could, it could be smooth. <laughs> for right, I, I, what I'm, what I'm asking here is, like, I'll play yeah. this on Spook, Lydia. If you think this is um, a move that Spook would make, partially out of. I'm a renewed conscience, or was that always there for Spook? What I'm asking is, is this a change in Spook's character? I don't think it is, because I think Spook okay. was always loyal to the okay. professor, even if she was just kind of ticked off by him at times. Okay, cool. Then we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, so this, this massive thunderbolt um, hits uh, Spook uh, and knocks Spook to the ground, uh, and they have looks in, in, in a little bit of surprise, uh, and... Oh, just stupid little balloon. Tyrone, uh, attack! Uh, and, like... I was gonna yeah. suggest, like, since this is getting to the resolution and you established, instead, and, uh -huh. and it's your character, so I don't want to change it. Well, no, like, I'm saying this, how it happens okay. is... Well, uh, was it, like, the, the reason I was saying is, like, instead, instead of Ahab getting upset, go uh. the full maniacal monologue. Of this is oh, okay. hilarious that this tiny thing just defended Lugia from me, a human. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like just the, the like bombastic, <laughs> yeah, just, just the bombastic growing to the heavens. Look at this. Stupid balloon. <laughs> you can stop me. I've I've absorbed this magnificent power. <laughs> You're nothing but a but a speed bump. A speed bump that I crush beneath myself. For I have absorbed a godlike power. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, 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 I call to uh, Tyrone. I say, Tyrone, attack! And meanwhile, I'm like absorbing more more power, and lightning is flickering in my in my eyeballs, and. Um, like it's it's maybe like causing me some pain too here, uh, as I'm trying to, to build up the power, the strength again to, to launch another lightning bolt. So, um, you guys get the choice to resolve this. Is like, um, how is this gonna gonna go for me? Am I gonna be able to like knock this Lugia out, uh, or is the Lugia gonna be able to build up? The I time think. For me? So uh, go ahead. Uh, what go I was going to say is that since you have to build up more power, the scene ends with you building up power as your polywhirls and polytoad attack. So you didn't get what you wanted because your first strike was stopped, but you're still working towards what you want next. Okay. Yeah. So what die do I get? That uh, I I'll put that up to someone else. I mean, I'd say 
I mean, I'd say, in the, like you said, in this specific scene, he did not get what he wanted, but things aren't going well for him. Yeah. I can see either, honestly. Um, yeah. Um, I could see him getting a black die because he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that yeah. His, his 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 immediate goal yeah. got stopped. I could see that. Okay. Because who knows if he's actually going to reach his goal in the next scene? Yeah. yeah. Now, we'll do that. now, something I'm thinking about here, and you guys can tell me whether or not this is a good idea, or if I'm like maybe I'm showing my hand too early here. But my th- my thought is, um, Millhouse uh, told uh, Lucas like to to get the egg for him just to kind of placate him and whatnot. But uh, what he's actually planning is he's to planning to du- to double cross him as like Lucas comes, uh, or sorry, as uh, Hornblower comes down the mountain. Would that be something into the next scene? Like, I don't want to step over what Peter's going to do. That would be, I would uh, say, your next scene. Do I have a next scene, or is there is are we coming uh, up with resolution have, next? We each have two scenes. So you have a second okay. scene. Sounds good. Yes. All right. So I, I would say that could be your next scene. Okay. All right, so it is now uh, Detective Mr. Night Knight Esquire's turn. <laughs> I will resolve. resolve. You guys got the story stuff going on. What is Detective Mr. Night Night Esquire doing right now? Smoking a cigarette. Being awesome. Uh, (laughs) Wait, um, okay, um, I have an idea. A mime cigarette. (laughs) I I, I have an idea, and you guys can say what you think with this. Um, It goes with the need to get everyone to believe him. That has been to get the Kangaskhan... (laughs) through Elder Kanga, but to get the Kangaskhan mm. to uh, work with him. This is coming to that point right now. So he, being a Mr. Mind, he can get down the mountain quickly. He just minds that he has a car. Mm. <laughs> oh my so gosh. The next, yeah. So this scene starts with him driving in an imaginary car up to the Kangaskhan to stop and try to convince them to get up the mountain and and defend it. Because he's just seen um, essentially what just happened mm-hmm. um, with Captain Hornblower yeah. attacking the Lugia. And so this is Detective Mr. Night Knight trying to get reinforcements. And he has the apricot ball that uh, Elder Kanga gave him. So, but we don't know at this point like what's going to happen if he like kills Lugia or like or do the Kangaskhan have any relationship to, to uh, Lugia since Elder Kanga? Uh, the way I was imagining it is Elder Kanga once a, the elder of the Kangaskhan tribe once a year makes a pilgrimage to Lugia and asks asks yeah. Lugia about essentially the future, about what to do next, about what is the best plan for their tribe. So Lugia has been kind of their spirit, their guide and guardian for centuries. At least the Lugias that live on that mountain. Okay. Yeah. They're god. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. Legendaries yeah. are sometimes put in that setup, but yes. It was gotcha. like they had a thing of like they keep Lugia's place secret and protected if necessary. Like, or they, they keep Lugia's place secret and in return Lugia helps them with their tribe. I grab an imaginary megaphone <laughs> out of my uh, trench coat. As I'm standing on top of the imaginary car, and I yell to the Kangaskhan, like, Lugia's in danger, the, like, the mountain is being attacked. How do you know what's on the mountain? You shouldn't know that. What are you doing here? 
I was with Elder Kanga and saw like saw Lugia uh, myself and learned from him how he asks uh, what to do in the future for the tribe each year. But you're an outsider. Why would why would Elder Kanga give you that information? Because me and Elder Kanga have a long-standing relationship. I've ran into him a few times on my detective work, and he knows that I'm someone who can be trusted and is in search for the truth and good. And he must have felt it was important in his wisdom. Or her <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> Funny, she never never mentioned you. I, I, I would put that as completely canon. Elder Kanga just did not not, <laughs> not, not as like a, a diss, but as just like you were an outsider, you were someone who I worked with for the good of the tribe, the tribe didn't need to know. It's true. Yeah, exactly what he said. <laughs> but, yeah, there were much more important matters going on with the tribe than just myself, but he's, like, we were able to help each other when she, <laughs> yeah, we were able to help, help each other when needed. And now is the time where we need your help again. Yeah, I was gonna let them ah, respond sorry. and then pull it out. Because I'm assuming they're still gonna say it. No. Spoiler again! I'm railroad, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a plan for one hey. sentence. <laughs> it's it's un un unusual for, uh, for us to deal with, with outsiders. I, I don't. Without Elder Kanga here, I don't think we can. We can discuss this any further. You'd best be on your way. I know it's unusual, but would this convince you? And I pull out the ap apricot ball from my pocket and hold it above my head. Is that the apricot ball? Four balls What? What is the other? But that must mean Elder Kanga is uh, someone. Uh, <laughs> and an older, an older voice from the back says, "Look, it's." Still activated. Elder Kang is still alive. He won't be alive for long though if we don't go to stop him. The mountain's under attack. Follow me. Say, uh, She's a, a lady. A, <laughs> a, a, a wizened uh, older Kangaskhan. Uh, like I, I'd say that the the title of elder doesn't necessarily mean the oldest Kangaskhan, as it's kind of like the chieftain. But a, a wizened older Kangaskhan kind of walks up to. Uh, where he says and looks at you and kind of with a look in his eyes like, is that your official request of the tribe? It is. We must hurry now. Quest has been made. How can we all fit in one car? <laughs> I don't imagine <laughs> actually saying that, but. Please, because that's a perfect thing for, for the scene to end. How do we all fit in one car? You pan over to Detective Mr. Mike Knight, and he just smiles. And that's yeah. the end of that scene. I've got an imaginary yes. train. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you get to resolve. Did that go well or not? <laughs> I, I, I think it accomplished what it was going to. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, you get a white die. Get a white die. There you go. Things are looking up from Mr. Detective Night Night yeah, Esquire. Night Esquire is doing well. <laughs> Alright. Also, these drawings are getting they are a little bit out of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We'll need to take so, a screenshot after all this. I, it, it, it's Elder Kanga's final scene. I know exactly how I want it. Doesn't have to be the final scene mm-hmm. Elder Kanga is in, but I know exactly how I want it to go. But I can't both establish and resolve. I mean, you can give a pretty convincing establish that yeah. would lead us to resolve in the way you okay. want it to. I think. Okay. I, I think given what uh, I, and this is just me being way too metagamey with this, of course. But uh, um, I think with the way <laughs> I established the last scene. There's really only one place for Elder Kanga to be and one thing for her to be doing. So I'm going to resolve. Mm. So, I, yeah, I mean, Elder Kanga's probably up there to mm-hmm. help Lugia. In the, in the only place that's um, easy to kind of walk through. Otherwise, you're going to have to do a lot of climbing. Right, which uh, I think, you know, Hornblower to be more element of surprise came up the um, more difficult okay. route. Um, or at least on the more difficult side. So I think Elder Kanga is probably on the other side of Lugia, coming mm-hmm. in behind. So it's in the midst of this this battle, and Lugia is just batting back polyworld after polyworld, uh, and some of them are getting some cheap shots in. Um, there's like some uh, hydro pumps happening, and mm-hmm. water guns, and waterfalls, and uh, not a lot of fighting moves though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know they're 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 mauling her and everything, and um, Tyrone <laughs> particularly is probably there. Um, I just imagined a car wash of all of them spitting the water and stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bubbles everywhere. Tyrone, pull a car wash maneuver. That's <laughs> yeah. how they made their money. That's how they. Well, that guarantees that there's, there's, a, there's a car wash franchise in Ratu that are all that their uniforms are polywhirl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's uh, there's the establishment I think, and um, Elder Kanga is coming up behind into this scene um, and leaps into action. Yeah, so Elder Kanga jumps into the fight, uh, being old enough for it, uh, and having had a varied. Background, Elder Kanga knows Thunder Punch. <laughs> and nice. so uh, she just starts laying into the Poliwhirl. Um, and is going back and forth to mm. hit them, knock them down and back. But I think just over time, this is basically just a straight up uh, great, greatly choreographed fight scene. With Lugia as this giant yes. beast that like moves slowly but knocks everything out of the field that is going through there. Elder Kanga is still huge but is a little bit smaller than Lugia, and so is able to move a little bit faster and is just jumping around and striking it. But eventually, it becomes obvious that uh, Captain Ahab Hornblower did his work, that this is too much for them to handle. And uh, I think... um... I, I think Elder Kanga and Lugia do a good job of teaming up and knocking out mm-hmm. most of the Poliwhirl, and we maybe get a standoff between Elder Kanga yes. and the Politoed. They have a good back and forth. I think so. he, here's my idea for the for the standoff between the Elder Kanga and the Politoed. It's Poly. yeah, that's yeah, Poly. Poly. And so they they have kind of a back and forth. <laughs> um, and so like the, their battle is moving back and forth. Like the Thunder Punch isn't knock didn't knock the Politoed out in one good hit. Uh, it strikes back with heavy hits as well, but it's not a fighting type, if I'm correct. Hmm. Yeah, Politoed is a water type and knows 
As is Poliwhirl. Yep, Poly, and I'm saying Polytoad is a water type and does not actually know learn any fighting types naturally. So neither, so so it does. Uh, what I'm saying is it does can't do anything that's super effective against uh, Elder Kanga. Mm. Uh, it can't use uh, any major moves that are super effective against Elder Kanga. It could learn Brick Break and Focus Blast, I suppose. Um, and so they like they have a big, just like a giant standoff brawl. In the end, mm -hmm. Polito or uh, sorry, uh, in the end, Ka Elder Kanga is barely able to defeat uh, the Politoed, like hanging on in the red at a sliver of health. But then Elder Kanga looks up and sees that the rest of the Poly world have started overwhelming Lugia at this point, because what they beat back was most of the first wave. Because Captain mm -hmm. Ampon Buller has mm -hmm. enough, and so uh, Elder Kanga hangs her head, kind of sighs, and says a little bit under her breath, Thank you for telling me all those years ago, friends. Now time to repay you. Reaches into her pouch again and pulls out a disc that looks ancient and kind of weather-worn as well and is slightly yellow-tinted. She breaks the disc and learns the move Thunder. Captain Ahab mm -hmm. Hornblower Absorbing the meteorites, gaining the power of a thunderstorm. Does that make him immune to electric damage or turn him into a giant lightning rod? I okay. think he's immune to it. That's more or less what I was uh, then, understanding. So I'm going to take Magnificent Self-Destruction for Elder Kanga because... Got it. In this heavily charged atmosphere with the lightning and the thunder and everything with the huge rainstorm, when Elder Kanga triggers thunder, she wipes the field. Of everyone ex mm. of everyone except for Lugia, who can stand it. Just because Legendary Bird, I, I realize that there's a type issue there, but Legendary Bird Lugia withstands it. Captain Ahab Hornblower, who's immune. And uh, Professor Lucas Millhouse, who's out of range. And Spook. Mm -hmm. We're about, yeah, they're both out of range. But everyone, everything else is wiped. All of the poly worlds and the polytoad are gone. I would like to mm -hmm. take a white die. Because Elder Kanga was expecting this. Alright. I mean, it's your resolution. That's, yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Hornblower. No! And it is Spook's turn. Resolve. Um, so Spook got hit by a, a lightning bolt and was in the midst of all of this. Uh, sure. I think probably was... I, 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 if we like retroactively do this, I think the, the Lugia probably swept Spook yeah. behind it to protect it a little bit. And so I think Spook was protected, by the, prote protected from this big thunder... Um, move as well. Do you think? Um, do you think uh, Millhouse has like come across Spook in its um, hurt hurt manner, or? Um... Yeah. How um... about instead of Lugia sweeping uh, Spook behind, Professor Millhouse actually pulled uh, yeah. her away. That's what I was gonna say. I like that a lot better. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Um. So like, she got hit by the the thunderbolt, like, and then and and he heard like, uh, um, telepathically, Spook cried out in pain. Yeah. And he heard it. 
and came running for her. Yeah. Um, and so he, he, he finds her, he's like, ah, oh, spook, no! Ah, oh. uh, and, uh, here, here, let me, let me help you. And he, uh, grabs and, and gets a, a revive and a potion to, to help spook. And bring it, uh, and, and bring it back. Spook, there. Uh, you, you did good work. Uh, thank you for, for finding the nest. Uh, now. Um, but yeah, here, take these. Uh, I may need your help as we, uh, uh, I have a plan for, for Ahab when he's, when he's, uh, when is he's run his course? Uh, you don't have to tell me twice. Uh, Spook uses the potions and stuff. Uh, let's go bring him down. I hate him, and you owe me big time for this. I'm helping you out a lot, by the way. <laughs> and like and, Spook um, says, is kind of cheekily, but like <laughs> winks, winks an eye. Um. So, um, but yes, yeah, so, so uh, they, they take a moment and he uh, describes to Spook his plan to, uh, to take out Ahab. Question. W would Spook understand what the thunder was or have, have an idea? Because I'm just thinking that, like, uh, Elder Kango was Spook's adopted mother for years. Mmm. It's possible. That is a good point. What? You cut out. Or it could also be uh, the sort of thing. So, uh, li li uh <coughs> Elder Kango was Spook's adopted mother for years. And so if if Spook knew what the thunder, what, what happened with that thunder attack, uh, I'm wondering if Spook would have a reaction. I mean, would Spook know that since it was a TM that... Elder King learns like right then at the last second. That's that. That is a good point for that too. Mm-hmm. It could also be the sort of thing that um, Spook discovers later. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of I mean, I'd say overall really, you like, were. For anything. Hmm. I would say overall I think it was successful for you because you know you're not like dying from a thunder Passed attack. Passed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're reunited with uh, Professor Millhouse, and he's helping you out and stuff. And... That's true. Um, then yeah, probably a white die. So, Spook takes a little wiggly, ghostly hand and kind of like sticks it onto the back of Professor um, Lucas's shoulder and says, Come on, I'll lead the way. We gotta get up there. Quick. And one hornblower guy. He's got some tricks up his sleeve, and they made me real twitchy, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, and I suppose at this point, like, resolving doesn't necessarily matter, does it? <laughs> no, it's, you're gonna get a black die. Like, um, Peter is the only one who might have a positive outcome. Um, so in that case, I guess I will, uh, yeah, I will take, uh, so yeah, we just get black die for this, I guess, but, um... In that case, yep, I'm going to I'm going to establish then. Um, in the time that that uh, we've been down there, like what has like what has Lucas? Uh, um, so uh, what what is Lucas actually? Or, sorry, Milhouse. Words. No, I I am the good guy. You are the bad guy. You're you're a hornblower. Has hornblower done anything in this time, or are we just kind of leaving it where like uh, he's still trying to approach the lugia? 
I think he's uh, built up another attack and has, um, like, maybe traded mm. a few times now with Lugia. Sure. And you can decide, like, how far that's progressed. How about this? And maybe this could be a, um, I don't So my, th my original thought was, like, let him do his thing, let it, let it run its course, but, um, I don't, I don't think, I think, like, Ahab's scene would have to happen before mine to, like, for me to, like, kind of do the double cross on him like I was originally intending. Mm. But, what if uh, we come up the mountain and, uh, and I'm not sure if this is me developing a conscience or not, but I see this fight taking place and then I send in a Pokemon of mine to, like, attack uh, Hornblower from behind. Ooh. What is this Pokemon? Well, let's see. I, I uh, established... Didn't I establish I had a Weavile before? Yep. Yes, yes. I mean, it could just be that... We it could also be... Go ahead. Um, like, it doesn't have to be you developing a conscience either. Yeah. It could be, but it could also be... The eggs! They're gonna get damaged! Yeah, it could... I, I mean, this could still all be perfectly uh, within uh, my own... Uh, my own things. In fact, yeah, I, let's let's not have me develop a conscience. I, I, I could argue but, that you developed a conscience by saving Spook. As yeah. in, like, you're putting the idea of, like... You wouldn't her, have saved me originally? <laughs> it's just, like, you're putting... You're putting her you placement have. above your immediate revenge. He's still seeking that revenge, though. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I guess the question is, yeah, who, like, who is going to develop this conscience? conscience? Yeah. In these last three scenes, someone has and to. And narratively, <laughs> the one that makes the most sense we'll, is Millhouse, we'll see. but any of them could, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, considering how I... I've got I've got ideas, too, if, uh, Paul, if you don't use it in yours, I, I can maybe use it in mine. Okay. Uh, um, so, don't feel, don't feel the pressure to, to sure. use it right this second. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna leave that, but I do think, um, uh, so seeing, like, all the, the, uh, thunder attacks that are going on, um, I think Millhouse is a, uh, has a diverse set of Pokemon. In fact, like, uh, so he has the Weavile that he had he talked about. Uh, a side note, he also has an Electivire, uh, because he knows Millhouse primarily uses the Water-type Pokemon. Um, but also, let's say that he has a, uh, a Golem, which is going to, uh, be immune to, uh, Lucas's electric attacks. <coughs> Um, and, and all the water water Pokemon are fainted. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, so Millhouse uh, climbs up the mountain, uh, being uh, led by Spook. They they get up there, and so they, he recaps, recaps the plan that they just said in secret, but uh, behind the camera, but now in front of the camera, he says, "Okay, um, while while he's distracted, I'm going to." Um, I'm going to attack him behind, uh, from behind with this golem, and as soon as you see an opportunity spook, you grab that uh, meteorite, meteorite from him. You got it, dude. Uh, and so I send the, the golem to... A <laughs> and so I send the golem out, and the golem uses rollout. <laughs> or earthquake. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, I mean, rollout would be fun, but earthquake will, would be more effective, I guess? Like, is... is uh, Hornblower a an electric type right now, or does he just have electric type attacks? Like, 
<laughs> I haven't fully defined it. <laughs> how how we how we stick with uh, rollout? One for the for the brand recognition and uh, two because it's just fun to see a golem rolling out. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. No one rolls out like right. a golem rolls out because a golem yeah. rollout don't. <laughs> So this, so this golem bursts out from cover and goes yeah. rolling towards Ahab Hornblower and strikes him. Uh, Spook starts forward. And I'd say at this point, uh, Millhouse and Spooks realize uh, two things. One, uh, the rollout was a heavy hit but didn't knock Ahab out. And two, mm -hmm. the meteorite's been merged with Ahab. There's nothing to grab. Ah, and that's the bad resolution. Yeah, I, I I've got the I've got the picture for that. So it, it knocks him away. Like you you see the golem rolling out, and then the camera uh, switches to um, looking uh, straight on to, to Ahab as his eyes go wide as this golem comes toward him, uh, and just knocks him flying. He goes flying and uh, lands down. And there's a moment of like, yes, we've got him. And Spooks Spook runs into or floats into to try to. Uh, find the meteorite and, and telepathically says something like I can't find it or, or something like that um, and then you see Ahab starting to, to stand up again um, over at the side and as he's standing up some electricity like crackles along his arms and in his, on his head uh, and through his, his, his massive uh, got some guitar cloak. string noises uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm thinking full terminator here um, and he gets up and says, You think you can beat me? Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Oh, you've made a mistake. Uh, and sends a, a thunderbolt uh, flying at, uh, at Lucas now, too, and, like, knocks him down. And that's maybe where the failure happens? Yeah, sure. Oh, I mean, I think we're, we're rolling right into your scene now, like, which it was... Uh, yeah, sorry. I think that's, that's, um, that's more or less where we're going to pick up with my scene. Uh, <laughs> a qu question, do you send it at Lucas or do you send it at uh, Spook? Um, I mean, I suppose you already hit Spook with one, so... <laughs> I did, I did. I was aiming it at, at, so. at Lucas. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, and, and to not get repetitive, mm -hmm. uh, let's just say it hits, yeah. hits Lucas. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not something that totally knocks him out, but you know, it 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 sent it knocks him down for a bit. I'm establishing my scene, <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> um. So I'm I'm not totally sure how this is going to resolve poorly for me, but I am thinking um, that this uh, card is going to apply for Lucas. This guilt. I think you're going to develop a conscience here, and here's how I'm thinking it's going to play out. Um, uh, Captain Hornblower. Uh, essentially knocks all of his his competition out of the way and it's just him and the lugia now um uh facing off and the lugia is winded and beaten knocked down and so captain hornblower is is coming in for his final strike and as he's as he's coming in you can see the power charging up in his body and he says you will be mine and together oh we will conquer this world it will be ours. It will be mine. 
it will all be mine. <laughs> and he charges up for, for a final Thunderbolt, and I'm thinking here Lucas like gets a chance to to evaluate the whole battlefield. He sees, you know, the eggs under the Lugia, he sees the Lugia, he sees Spook, who is afraid mm -hmm. and, and and by his side. Uh, he sees um, Hornblower who's um, uh, you know, with all the baggage that's in their past. <laughs> and um, I think at this point he's ready to, to give up on the eggs uh, and just save the Lugia and, and save Spook and get them all out. That's, that's kind of how I'm seeing this card play in. I think that makes sense. It makes more sense than what I, I was wanting to do, but yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, just behind the scene, what I was what I was thinking is, uh, I mean, now that I, so you played the card of me, uh, I developed the conscience, so this isn't going to work anymore. But what I was originally thinking is, um, again, uh, basically taking out Hornblower and then catching Lugia and taking the eggs all for myself. <laughs> but uh, but yes, I can develop a conscience that that works as well. <laughs> um, and so, like, I think in some way, what that means is. Um, you you have to like get in the way and get the the Lugia out somehow, because um, it has to go poorly for me. I, I have an idea. I have um, an idea to make it go poorly. Even even I have know, an idea as if, well. Uh, yeah, even if Lucas Millhouse gets knocked yeah. out. Say, um, here's here's my okay. idea. Uh, again, self sacrificing, uh, getting uh, growing a conscience and. Uh, hopefully aligning with these black uh, dice relatively well. Um, basically, I, I, I grab uh, grab a hornblower, and we just I just we just run off the mountain um, together. I, I, I do like that idea. The the, the 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 reason that I'm against it. What is Detective Mister Knight Knight doing? Well, and that's that's something that we can we can figure out with this this last scene. Because I mean, th th that's I, I was going to try to I, I think that works fine. I was going to try to tie Detective Mister Night Night into this last scene. What what is your thought, um, or does Peter have a thought yeah. on this too? Hi, Peter. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, you, uh, I'm open to anything, but one thing <laughs> that I was imagining that maybe be kind of entertaining <laughs> is if like so I had. Defeats him, Thank slays you. him. Maybe doesn't kill him, but <laughs> but uh, and so like Ahab is still like gonna go at it with like Lugia for like a little bit, and um like so then as like as it rolls like goes towards the end more, like the Kangas counts are all coming in, they're all like beating down Ahab. But he still is able to like be holding them off and stuff. But then Mr. Mime is able to use Mimic to use Sky Attack with Lugia to defeat Ahab. I would say that would be your scene. What what I was saying what I was saying to get into that scene is so and it's it's basically this is Professor Lucas Milhouse jumps forward and takes the strike again. Like, basically grabs uh, Ahab. They do have a struggle back and forth, but Ahab is very eventually able to defeat him, and as as we've seen before, he starts <laughs> monologuing. Better, better, better here. Um, Milhouse, like, takes him off, like, this mm -hmm. this drop 
and like knocks him down so they both go falling down and so you kind of think uh, you know it's that sort of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. that defeats the villain um, but then you hear just this <laughs> laughter um, as <laughs> good try Lucas and he starts like floating up um, as he's merging more with the, the this like I'm thinking yeah. just weather power that he's got here um, he's he's he floats up, and that's when um, you know the well, king is well, gone, here, rushing here, here, in, and and here's how they how, how they go with it, um, just to continue the, the joke of it. Yeah. He's like has his monologue, and is like no one can stop me now, or whatever it is, and then we hear a train <laughs> whistle. Yeah, and that's the scene. I like it. I, like it. <laughs> I have become one with the power of the weather. No one can stop me now. (laughs) 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 So, Peter, it sounds like you want to resolve your scene. Yeah, I can resolve the scene. That sounds like an amazing thing. So, to establish this scene, it's immediately afterwards. And you hear like that. And then suddenly, uh, like literally bursting onto the scene, is uh, is uh, Detective Mister Night Knight, like riding above, like way high in the air, just moving at supersonic speeds. He suddenly shoots past, and sitting down behind him is just row after row of Kangaskhan. Yep, yep. All yep, sitting, all sitting in, the in the air, air and all on of an them looking train. like slightly concerned. That. <laughs> <laughs> But then it goes full on like um, uh, yep. Battle of Helms Deep with the ghosts. At yep. the end. And so yeah, he, he's like there's there's a moment where he stops. There's no speaking throughout this entire thing, and no one else is moving. The train stops. Uh, the uh, res, uh, detective Mister Night Knight gets out, uh, walks over, open like pulls a lever, and then all of the Kangaskhan file out. There's a beat. Battle of Helms Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Battling. Yeah. You see lightning flashing all over the place and gusts of wind. And meanwhile, Ahab Hornblower is being beaten down by the Kangaskhan. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Big, huge fight scene. How does it end, Detective Mr. Night Night? All right. So, yeah, the Kangaskhan. Yeah, are fighting him down. Like you said. Uh, oh, no. So I have to act now. Let's see. Um. <laughs> Uh, That's how every so, good actor starts. Oh, I have to act now. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Night Knight runs up to Lugia and he's like, it seems like no matter what we do, Ahab is just too strong. Like, we need all of the force that we possibly can use against him. Um, I don't usually like to get my hands dirty as I'm usually one trying to stop criminals and people who are doing harm, but what's the most powerful move that you have? that I could imitate with my mimic attack. Sky attack is probably... And, and this isn't um, the character. I'm thinking sky attack is probably it. And it's going to have the coolest visuals, so we'll probably just go with that. But is there actually like a better... Yeah. Um, Let's just do sky attack. I yeah, think sky attack. Yeah, I agree. Great. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah, sky thought. attack is it's level 99. It learns that at level oh, 99. <laughs> yep. Seriously? Lugia learns sky attack mm-hmm. at level 99. Wow. 
That explains why this thing has been, has been holding up for so long. This is an old and powerful Lugia. Um, and so, uh, I don't know if somebody wants Lugia to be Lugia doesn't, Lugia doesn't respond aloud. Instead, she just begins to glow. Ah, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so, I, <laughs> or Mr. Night Knight, or yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So can you can you like act parts too, or do you have to yeah. speak at no. all? Like yeah, no, act it okay, out. Okay, so <laughs> describe. I use <laughs> uh, I use my mimic attack, and I start glowing with Lugia as well, and slowly it just keeps building until everything is turning white, and then I'm guessing it's like a beam. Uh, uh, the way it's been shown in videos is you turn into essentially a phoenix of flame oh. and just and and blast into whatever like just land on whatever you're attacking. All right. So we both, Lugia and Mister Night and I both start glowing until they're like white and everything starts to get hot around them. Things start like melting and sizzling and stuff. And we both lift into the air and launch towards Captain Ahab. Uh, both striking him at the same just moment. The, the X uh, move where, both, where you just cross. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, do you want any final last words, Ahab? Should we leave you standing? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, so, like, I, I'm thinking, like, you know, he's he's fending off these Kangaskhan, trying to back, beat them back, uh, back and forth, and uh, and then like he he causes a clearing of them, and then like turns and has that same sort of like wide-eyed stare as this sky attack comes towards him, uh, and like it zooms right in on his face, and then there like you've got this music building, and there's a pause right there, uh, and in that quiet, you hear him just kind of quietly say. I could have ruled the world. Crash! Uh, can, can can I make and and feel free to because that that is an that is an awesome, like just ending in and of itself. Um, just this this thought just came into my head for uh, Detective Mister Night Knight especially. Um, if they land, you know, they they landed out of the sky attack on either side of him, and Ahab is standing there looking like just no, like a normal human, and then Detective Mister Night Knight turns around. And in one hand, he has the meteorite. Oh. And, and then, and yeah, then they have there you falls. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Just collapses mm -hmm. on the ground. And I think that's a white die for Detective <laughs> Mr. Night Knight, but that's up to you. Oh, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> one counts as a white die. Yeah, the last one is, is yeah, wild. I don't know if I said mm -hmm. that before. but yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep, so it counts as white, but now mm -hmm. it's black. Just... You know, for the aftermath, and that's what we're doing yep. now. So, roll your die. Um, so how we do this? Everybody roll all four how dice that, that you have, and so then separate black and white, and whichever one has the higher number, um, well, just subtract them from each other. Why didn't yours roll? I. Okay, so uh, just just to, just to go down it, Peter, wow. your total is fourteen white. Nice. We yeah, because no, it's it's a no. it's wild, isn't it? No. Oh yeah, no, 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 what? no, not anymore. Um, oh, it it's counts black as black still. Um, it's wild just for that scene. That's but now it counts really as black. Yes. weird. 
That's okay, just so he ended up with a 10. <laughs> um, so, but it's yeah, still like 10, 10 white um, is good. Michael, you ended up with 3 black. I ended up three with black. 14 Ooh. white. Uh, Lydia <laughs> nice. ended up with 7 black. And I have and 8 black. black. So, yeah, that's actually not All right. a bad spread. So, uh, to... If you get to pages 58 and 59 in the yes. Fiasco PDF, um, which is in the music tab uh so to go down who what each one got um michael black three is harsh uh, a lifetime of medication harsh a big black cloud of herd is going to rain all over you the things you need to happen are not going to simple as that okay uh six and seven black is mm -hmm. pathetic you'll suffer uh, oh my you will suffer and everyone will know of your malfeasance your stupidity your lack of common sense and decency you're probably going to be locked up too uh, black eight nine nothing to write home about back to where you started maybe sore and broke just like yesterday and tomorrow you probably learned something though like how to do it right next time next time uh, <laughs> white 10 is not too shabby you made it out with dignity intact through some fluke there might even be a little profit or self-respect or something try time to throw a little party for all your uh, friends and then white mm -hmm. 13 plus is fantastic it's fat times ahead safe and secure that thing that would make your life better oh you got it absolutely and then some and then some more enjoy it oh yes aftermath is one die at a time you we will be returning our dice to the center oh, yeah. um and it's essentially in little vignettes it's a montage that we conclude on so in scene order nick will go first then lydia then paul then me then peter um uh, one at a time, we take a single die, put it into the middle. I mm -hmm. moved one of yours, Nick. Um, and you describe that little episode in your concluding montage. Okay. Um, all leading up to the end. Now, you can't, you don't have to do it this way, but you can um, have in these little episode blips have like black dice be a bad thing happening to you or a slightly less good thing, uh, and then a white die being a good thing. It doesn't have to be that way, though. Um, if you want a little direction on it that can that can help but uh in general it's just little mini scenes that you just describe what's happening um and you can have other people talking too if you want to but they're really really short like 30 seconds little blips um as we re are returning our dice into the center all right in the yep. aftermath the kangaskhan look around the top of the mountain and find the body of elder kanga it is pristine <clears throat> somehow seemingly untouched by the battle around him, but Elder Kanga did not survive. Spook is still feeling pretty good from, like, you know, getting saved and everything, but there is something weird with that meteorite, and there's just this slight, slight twitching in the little white cloudy thing on top of Spook's head. Uh, so, Professor Lucas Milhouse uh, is uh, laying on the ground, coughing. Uh, he uh, is still suffering from some of the electrical shocks that uh, were suffered when he had uh, tackled uh, uh, Captain Ahab Hornblower. Um, but uh, a little bit slow, a little bit achy in getting up, but overall he's, he's okay. Alright, um, Captain Hornblower is... Um, promptly seized by uh, Detective Mr. Night Knight, um, who brings him in, uh, and he is brought down to uh, 
prison? Jail? He's he's locked up anyway, uh, and locked up with uh, a lot of um, broken bones and things. And so, you know, he's he's more or less unconscious or, or at least non-responsive <laughs> at this point. Mr. Night Knight is at a funeral for Elder Kanga with the um, Kangaskhans. And he has more of a bond, and they're like seen interacting quite a bit, like showing like familiarity between him and the Kangaskhans, but they're all sad too. Uh, that funeral, which was mentioned, is done with all honors. Everything uh, there that it's it is a traditional Kangaskhan funeral, and very well attended, very well set up, and uh, by the end of it. Uh, you see Detective Mr. Night Knight giving back the apricorn ball to the Kangaskhan and it changes hands with them and uh, they begin to plan for electing a new leader. Spooks is off in the distance watching all of this because she feels like maybe she kind of betrayed Elder Kanga by helping Professor um, Lucas. And so Spooks makes the difficult decision to never return. Lucas, now without his uh, his sidekick, um, has uh, befriended the the Lugia at least uh, at least slightly, and um, has uh, started to uh, yeah, basically just like uh, with the aftermath of all this, uh, yeah, started to befriend the Lugia. I, I forgot to mention, I'm just going to mention it now here too, that if you decide that you are done with your um, dice, you can gift a die to another character and let them use it for their vignette. Um, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> um, so um, Captain Hornblower is uh, is in prison um, and uh, or is is brought into into court um, in. An mm. almost full body cast <laughs> stands trial, uh, and various witnesses that we have seen so far, uh, including uh, Millhouse and uh, Detective Mr. Night Knight, who gives a very animated testimony um, <laughs> against him, uh, is uh, is convicted and sent to prison, and uh, we see him um, in wheeled essentially into into prison into major lockup and and put into a cell uh, where he has to be you know, cared for on a on a bed <laughs> um mr night night is having a cigarette in his detective office and uh, gets a copy of the news newspaper and sees his name on the front page and has a small smile about it. Uh, we flash forward in time a little bit. Uh, the new Kangaskhan has been elected and makes the yearly pilgrimage up the mountain to ask the Lugia question. Uh, everything seems to go as normal with asking question, and then as that Kangaskhan bows and turns to, le to leave, uh, the Lugia says, ask for whatever you need. Your questions have been paid for in full. Some time has gone by, and the twitching in the little cloud tuft thing on top of Spooks has traveled down her entire body. 
to the point where she's basically paralyzed and is now just carried by the wind. Um, and I think, uh, so when I, when I proclaimed my last thing, I forgot, like, I was supposed to kind of be at square one, and, um, and so, like, befriending the Lugia has probably even gone a little bit too far beyond that. So, I'm going to gift my dice. Okay. Now, uh, since the black dice, does it, doesn't like, matter. continue to, like, make, doesn't matter, just... Nope. You can use them that way, but it doesn't matter. I want to see what happens with uh, Hornblower, and I'm gonna gift my other night, uh, my other one to. Um, hmm. Wait, hold on to it. Hold on to just one, just in case you get inspired. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, when it comes right. back around. Yep. Just yeah. Um, let's let's see Hornblower so, go down that hole. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got grand visions for for Hornblower here. Um, so Hornblower, um, as he's as he's in prison here, he makes um, he makes a, a moderate recovery, um, but uh, he, one night he returns to his cell uh, and lies down in the bed, and then um, the wall behind him explodes inward, uh, and a swarm of uh, Poliwhirl and his uh, trusty Politoed Tyrone come in and uh, pull him out and and. Uh, drag him back to uh, Nelly, the the Waylord, uh, and they sail off into the into the night. Mister Night Knight is seen chasing down a highly wanted criminal and uh, having a thrill doing it. Um, from the new business that's been coming into his otherwise slow office, from all of the happenings on the mountain. We flash forward a little farther in time for the Kangaskhan, and we see that since they're able to ask anything from the Lugia now, and, and they have good leadership and guardianship, that the tribe grows and travels and is happy and healthy and safe. As Spook is floating along, she ends up getting pulled into the high-speed chase that Detective Mr. Night Knight is in, and somehow gets stuck onto this invisible car and just looks over at Mr. Night and goes, oh, hey. Um, let's gift my other one to Spook. I want to see... I want to see Our black thing, Spook. thanks a lot. <laughs> well, not not right not right now, but like when it circles back. But yeah, I want... I want... <laughs> Suffer more. <laughs> Funny. Um, alright, so, uh, Hornblower... Uh, hornblower out on the sea. Um, we see um, a, a swarm of um, police boats uh, sailing away from the Waylord, and um, we get the impression that uh, in tow they've they've recaptured almost all of his Poliwhirl that they are deeming to be abused Pokemon. Um, and so left on the back of, of Nelly, perhaps in a, in a fog cloud sailing in the dark sea, um, he sits before Tyrone with a, a very sour face uh, and even more scars after battle upon battle has, has worn him down. Uh, and he just uh, gestures uh, and, and points away. He just says, go. And Tyrone hops away with 
his one backward glance and then into the sea. So Mr. Night Knight, trying to do the right thing for society, decides to that he doesn't want the being kind of a simple, straightforward detective, Mr. Mime. He doesn't know if he likes the meteorite always being around him, so he decides to donate it to a museum far away to be in safekeepings where people are going to forget about it. Um, mm. But as he's leaving the building, it pans to the corner of a bookshelf and shows uh, a history of the people who started the museum, and the name on it is Hornblower. One night, Tyrone is um, busting out of the museum and holding in a glass case the meteorite. But something causes him to trip, and the case breaks, just as Spook is drifting by, and the meteorite goes flying up into the air and attaches itself to Spook. Oh boy. <laughs> so in our in our final scene, um, Hornblower is on the back of the Waylord, and he's surrounded by even more police ships as they're uh, trying to uh, take him in, uh, and he's alone. There's there's no one else with him on the back of the Waylord, um, and he's commanding it to, to send uh, attacks left and right as, as he himself is is taking hits from other you know Pokemon um, attacks, mostly like ranged attacks and flying type attacks as bird Pokemon are coming at him and everything. Uh, and then you see one um, one police ship in particular is setting up uh, a snag Ooh. machine and. Uh, uh, with their snag machine, they, they launch a ball, and it strikes Nelly, the Waylord, out from underneath Captain Hornblower and captures her. And Hornblower is in the air for a brief moment, as in slow motion, he starts to fall, lands in the water, and then just starts to sink, and stares up into the sky with the most furious look on his face imaginable as he disappears into the deep. I, I almost want to, like, just as, as a, and this is your scene again, but, uh, as he's looking up with a furious face, one of the bird Pokemon moves in front of the sun to go down for him, and so the what he sees, silhouetted, mm. is a glowing bird-like shape, and his face turns from anger to horror. <laughs> dig it. And the scene ends. I dig it. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's fiasco. That's so fiasco. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Choo <Juju>. Yes. <laughs> oh man! I want fan art of that scene. Please, someone make that. I, I was, Please, everyone make that. I was an invisible train. All right. Well, uh, gentle listeners, uh, thank you for joining us on this fiasco journey. Uh, we hope it has brought you some joy. Uh, I definitely had fun. Um, I love Fiasco every time I play. Um, just and, and this isn't the only playset either. You can do a whole bunch of different playsets. I just want to plug, go to fiascoplaysets.com. You can find all kinds of um, official playsets and fan-made playsets. Um, this one is on there. If you go to fiascoplaysets.com and just search the word Pokemon, this one will appear. Um, and you can do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll... we'll uh, let you get back to the, the regular story. Um, I think we're in the, in the midst of the mm-hmm. tournament arc here. Yep. Uh, what is happening? 
so um, that'll be that'll be coming up soon. So uh, all right, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, listen along. Let us know what you think. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend. Uh, retweet us. Um, I, all all the different things. Um, you can find the show uh, on Twitter at Poker Roll Podcast. Uh, in the on Facebook in the um, uh, Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. Uh, request to join and we'll let you in as long as you're not a Rotom. Uh, we don't like Rotom. It messes with all the recording and, and all the technology. Yeah. So, where can they find uh, you? You can find me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. Sometimes. I haven't done it very, often, very recently, but hopefully I'll get back to it. Uh, I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. Um, otherwise, come check us out in our Discord and in our. Uh, Facebook tap room. We've been having actually a lot of activity on our tap room, so thank you all for joining us. And of course, like, uh, yeah, if, if this is the first thing that you've heard from us, like, go back and listen to part one. Like, I mean, it's kind of spoiled, but go back and listen to part one. But listen to our other stuff as well as you can hear what we're usually about. So. Very Right, right. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed that you made it this far into the podcast listening to part two of a non-regular episode. If, if, if you made it this right. If, I mean, if you if you click on an episode entitled part two, if this is your first thing hearing from us and you made it this far, please contact us. We need to hear how this happens. <laughs> please let us know that yes. this is the only episode of this podcast that you listen to. <laughs> Uh, I'm Michael on Twitter. You can find me at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-M-T-H-A-L, as well as in uh, various other Tapestry Radio Network shows. And I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. And don't forget to also come and follow us on Instagram as well, where we share fan art and funny videos and uh, whatever tickles our fancy. I'm Peter, and you can find me at soundcloud.com and bandcamp.com by searching my name, Peter Longquist. Yeah. That's with Dang. two N's. <laughs> and, uh-huh. Yes. All right. Well, two N's. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, thanks for listening, and uh, uh, what, we'll until next time. We'll catch you later. Catch you later. Catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. Later catching you. Obscurantism and Obfuscation.
orally observed gentle listener gentle listener gentle listener gentle listener obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about offered unto you offered unto you offered unto you in the tapestry radio network tapestryradio.org from our fancy to yours